Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio. Well, I had a tube stuck down my throat, so I couldn't talk. Here I was, like, confined to a bed, confined to, like, kind of darkness and silence. My heart was so numb. I think from so much trauma, I just, I couldn't access, like, how I felt about everything, especially I couldn't access, like, how I felt about Kelsey at the time. Leah had just found out she was paralyzed from the chest down after a 22,000-pound piece of construction equipment fell on her while she was working at a construction site. She was confined to a hospital bed. She and her longtime boyfriend, Kelsey, had been broken up for about a year at that point. But he rushed to be with her after her accident. In that moment, Leah felt something inside of her shift. She suddenly discovered a humility that she never knew that she had. She discovered that she needed Kelsey and that it was okay to need someone else. She discovered that she had to change in order to fully commit herself to this relationship. On his birthday, on September 4th, I was stuck in an MRI machine. I think I started thinking about asking him to marry me. And uh, maybe the next day I was sitting in the hospital room alone with him. And I said, would you want to get married to me? And he said, of course. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, let's do it. And together, right before the COVID-19 pandemic, the two of them figured out how to navigate a completely different life from the one they'd expected to have. Getting whacked in the head by a telehandler really uh, changed my mind about things, so. (sighs) I love Leah so much that like when she asked to marry me, I was like, yeah, of course. And then I think like just the, I was just like at peace all of a sudden with the whole thing. And that feeling didn't really ever change. Like I never got cold feet. And my joke is that, well, I can't feel them anyway. So maybe that's why I (laughs) never got cold feet. I'm Joe Piazza. This is Committed.
guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Do you want me to start, Kelsey? Yeah, you go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I had just come back from graduating college in St. Louis. I was born and raised in Rapid City, South Dakota, and I graduated with an art degree, so I didn't really know what to do. (laughs) So I came to live with my parents again, and it was kind of a rough transition, but I knew that I needed to make friends because like, all of my high school friends weren't living here anymore. Leah's sister was living at home while she went to college for computer engineering. She invited Leah to come bowling one night with a bunch of her friends. Kelsey actually picked us up from our house. And when I first saw him, I was like, oh, he's cute. But like his clothes were not cute. (laughs) Baggy jeans. And did you have like a jersey on, Kelsey? Yeah, I had like a Converse jersey and a flat brim cap. Yeah. Sometimes I like to dress up. So, yeah, we went bowling and I met some of his other friends who were very... They definitely looked down upon the fact that I was an artist instead of an engineer. And Kelsey, on the other hand, was like very interested in my art. And that definitely gave him a few tally marks on his (laughs) scorecard, I guess. Yeah, and then we just kept hanging out. He kept on badgering me about going to different hiking spots with him and like going cliff jumping and... I knew that I shouldn't probably jump into a relationship right away. And then it kind of happened. And Kelsey was like, I really shouldn't be getting into a relationship right now because I'm in school and it's crazy. And yeah, uh, fate, I suppose. (laughs) Oh, I thought she was pretty cool and also weird. So Leah was weird enough to, to go do stuff with. I think she, she weird, in, weird in what way? In a good way, you know, like has I don't know, just just weird thought processes, just uh, not not like normal. It's fun, interesting conversation. Like when you talk to her, she'll she has you know, it's interesting to speak to her because she sees things from different views and and it's more interesting. She did leave out the part where she avoided my, me for months. So not yeah. avoiding me, but she, I, I kept asking her if she wanted to go for a hike or she wanted to go cliff jumping or, you know, go out to the lake. And she would answer the phone or she would text back, but she was like, oh, I'm busy or which to her, to her credit, she was busy. That bowling date was in September. By November, Leah was finally a little less busy and they started to hang out. It wasn't too long before they were seriously dating. My sister, she said that she had been talking to Kelsey and she was like, I have never heard him talk about somebody like he talked about you, which of course, like every girl wants that. So it's like, (laughs) so she was kind of a matchmaker. Yeah, that is exactly what, what we have all been trained to want to hear for our entire lives. Yeah, I think part of the reason I was playing hard to get it's just like kind of the way that I was raised. Like, this is what you do if you like somebody. Like, you don't entertain them all the time. <laughs> For the record, the the hard to get game, that didn't help. It didn't hurt, but it didn't help. I just, just want you to know that. I was actually the first person to kiss Kelsey. So, or not the first person, but I was the first one to kiss. The first time I said, I love you to Kelsey, it was just the same way. It was like... I was getting out of his car, going back to my house. I'm like, I love you. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
I didn't mean to say that. I also got a casual bye, I love you within the first three weeks of my relationship. And I was like, excuse me, what happened? What just happened? Um, and then I and then I married that man. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, something I read a while ago, a uh, relationship advice, it was like, don't marry the person who like you get fireworks with all the time. Marry the person who you find yourself at peace with. And I just really like that kind of, I think like peace is what you are really looking for. And that like seems to strike true with me when I'm thinking back with the early days of our relationship. Like it was just like fun to hang out together. Yes. Nice to be comfortable around someone. Aaliyah and Kelsey were 22 and 23 when they met. They spent the next few years just dating, having adventures and trying to enjoy life together. We went on backpacking trips and canoeing and, uh, I don't know, typical. Went cliff jumping a lot. What else did we do? We built a tiny house together. But we learned a lot building that tiny house. Oh, like we probably learned that yeah. building that tiny house. Kelsey taught me, you know, how to put together walls. And and I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with construction, I'd say. So, like, it makes sense. I feel like we made a lot of mistakes or like things that I wouldn't do anymore on the tiny house, but it was really fun. I kind of discovered a part of myself that I didn't know about before that was, you know, like strong and capable of building things. I was trying to make it functional and you were trying to make it aesthetically pleasing. And then we had to have these uh, come to Jesus sometimes of which one we were going to choose. I think one of our, things is that we're both very creative people, but we're very different thinkers. Um, Kelsey's like very mechanically inclined, whereas I'm very artistically inclined. And so I think about the aesthetics and like the feeling of things a lot. And he thinks about like the functionality of things. And so ultimately it's probably good that there's those different brains thinking about it. After we built a tiny house, Kelsey got a job at an aluminum plant in Kentucky. He's a metallurgist. And so we moved down to Kentucky. Leah was not psyched about this move. She wasn't psyched. She didn't want to do it. But she loved Kelsey and she wanted to be with him. After they moved, they were in a really remote area, far away from any towns or cities. Kelsey was traveling all the time for work. And Leah was home alone without a career. People I did find to hang out with were they lived an hour away, and so that was tough. During that time, yeah, I think I was, um, I dealt with a lot of anxiety and some depression, and it, I got really confused about what I really wanted and if I really didn't feel ready to commit to Kelsey. He actually proposed. <laughs> Not many people know this story, but he actually proposed maybe three years after we had started dating. I think it was right before he moved to Kentucky. He made a ring for me and we went to the Tetons and there was like this gorgeous beach with all these rocks and all of a sudden he like gets down on one knee and has this ring and he's like, will you marry me? And I said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I can't answer you. <laughs> and he was okay with that. Amazingly. I think a lot of other men would have left, <laughs> you know, but we just kept doing us, I guess. 
And I think it was tough for me because I grew up in a pretty conservative upbringing, I guess. And I think I felt pressure from friends and family, like either get married or break up. This in-between is not a good place to be. But for some reason, I just like couldn't say yes. And so like fast forward from that um, down in Kentucky, realized that I was not happy down there. My mental state was not good. And so I ended up moving back home to South Dakota and breaking up with Kelsey. And I think we had like a three month period of not talking to each other, really. I mean, we had like a couple text messages because we had to work out some just like logistics for moving and stuff. When my mom and my aunt and I went down to Kentucky to get my belongings, it was Kelsey's birthday and I made him a like birthday dinner and he was just so gracious about what was happening and I don't know. I think, you know, I obviously felt really conflicted and bad about leaving, but I was like, you know what, this is going to be for the best. And so, yeah, so I moved home, got a job at Habitat for Humanity, working as full-time construction laborer. And then I was at that job for about a year before the accident happened. That accident would change both Leah and Kelsey's lives and their relationship forever. More when we get back from a quick break. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter, Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. Building that tiny house together. By the way, I love the idea of building a tiny house together. I obsess about building a tiny house sometimes. Doing that had made Leah realize just how much she loved working construction, how much she loved building things and working with her hands. So when she returned to South Dakota after she and Kelsey broke up, she got a job with Habitat for Humanity building houses. We were putting up rafters with a machine called the Telehandler, which is a 22,000 pound machine. And I would hold on to the guide rope with the ra- uh, of the rafter and it had rained really hard. The ground was, you know, really slick and muddy. And all of a sudden the telehandler started to tip. And I don't remember any of this, but it pinned me down to the ground right on top of my right leg. And I was under there for 45 minutes struggling to live. 
my femoral artery on my right leg got severed. And luckily there was a guy on site who had been a former Marine. So he like jumped on, whipped off his belt and tied it around as a tourniquet. And then as I was laying under the machine, there was my full bloodstream was replaced. They got me to the hospital. They called my mom and yeah. And so there were just like a few days where I really don't remember, but Kelsey, maybe you can say more about that. Her brother actually called her, her younger brother, uh, youngest in the family, uh, called and well, no, actually texted. He said because she just got in an accident. I said, "What happened?" And he said, "By the way, he's a young young kid, so it's not a tactful way to break it." And I said, "What happened?" And he said, "A telehandler fell on her, and she's paralyzed from the chest down." And I was like this seems like a joke or something like some sick joke he's playing on me. So I called him. I was like, what are you? I was like, is this like, you just messing with me? He's like, no. He's like, I said, well, I said, can I talk to your parents or something? And he put her dad on the phone and I started asking her dad a bunch of questions. And uh, basically he was like, yeah, that's what happened. He's pretty matter of fact about it. Just kind of, it's like, I don't, we don't have any more information other than that. So it was like, uh, you know, I was worried asking a bunch of questions that he didn't know. It's probably kind of annoying because he, you know, didn't have the answers to that anyway. Kelsey booked the very first flight he could find, and he went straight to the hospital. I walked in, and and I think, because you had been, like, spelling in your sister's hands, like, with your finger before, but when I walked in, I kind of sat down next to you, but then you kind of woke up a little bit, and and you were just eager to, eager to talk, and you started spelling in my hand, and yeah, you were, uh, yeah. (laughs) I couldn't get you to stop spelling. I was like, you should probably sleep. You know, you should go back to sleep, take, get some rest. And you're just, you just shook your head. You're like, ah. Well, I had a tube stuck down my throat, so I couldn't talk. And I was finger spelling into my sister's hands. And I just remember like that feeling of that was my only escape. Here I was like confined to a bed, confined to like kind of darkness and silence and the only way out was to communicate with my family by like spelling words into their hands. Yeah. I just remember like really wanting to communicate with them. I don't know. I had gone through some crazy things. (laughs) So actually the doctors had to tell me a couple different times that I was paralyzed and I wouldn't be running again. But yeah, I do remember as well, like there was sort of like this inky blackness that was calling me. And I knew that if I went there, I wouldn't be in pain anymore. But every time I felt that way, somebody would come and hold my hand. And one of those people I remember was my little brother, Will. And then another person was Kelsey. And I just knew that, like, I had to stick around for both of them and for my family in general. But, yeah, those two um, were very important to keeping me around, I think. My heart was so numb from so much trauma. I just, I couldn't access, like, how I felt about everything, especially I couldn't access, like, how I felt about Kelsey at the time. And, you know, my family or my sister would say, like, how do you feel about Kelsey being here? And I was like, I I can't. I can't even think about it. Like, I don't know why. I just can't 
figure out my emotions about it at all. But then on his birthday, on September 4th, I was stuck in an MRI machine. It is probably the worst scan available because it sounds like you're in World War III, like lasers shooting around you and like... And it's so noisy. And I was only supposed to be in there for half an hour. And two hours later, I got pulled out. <laughs> so uh, I had a lot of time to just think about things. And I was really thinking a lot about Kelsey and how like we had just been such good friends for like eight years and that he came back and I don't know. And so I can't remember how long it was after that, but one day we were just sitting. I think I started thinking about asking him to marry me. And uh, maybe the next day I was sitting in the hospital room alone with him. And I said, what do you want to get married to me? And he said, of course. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) Suddenly it felt very right. I sort of had a premonition uh, in the year before my accident. Well, Kelsey and I weren't together. That kind of went through my head and I didn't know why. But like, if I were to get married to Kelsey, I would be the one that had to change, not him. And I didn't even know what that meant because I... I have quite a bit of self-esteem, uh, high self-esteem. And so I was like, you know, I, I'm perfect. I <laughs> I can't change for the better. And then a telehandler fell on me and I was like, oh, whoa. You know, this is a huge change, you know. It's not something I anticipated at all. But I think, like, I realized that I'm dependent on people. And, like, it takes a ton of humility to be in that position. But I think one of the things that didn't work in our previous relationship is that I had too much pride. And I just, for some reason, like losing my last name was a big deal, which it shouldn't be, you know, it's that's so trivial. But whenever I thought about like changing my last name to Fitzgerald, I was like, ah, I don't want to lose the Nixon name, you know? And I don't know. Yeah, just getting whacked in the head by a telehandler really uh, changed my mind about things. So, Kelsey, what was your reaction when she asked you to marry her? I don't know. I mean, I just kind of was like, yeah, of course. I, I you know, I'd, I, I think I had actually like asked her to marry me twice, but the second time was kind of a joke because she already told me no <laughs> the first time. So the, the first time was real. And then the second time I was like, will you marry me? I think we were coming down a mountain in Colorado in middle yeah. of winter and it was like 15 below zero and we had slept the night up on like a 14,000 foot peak. I just jokingly said, I got on a knee, I said, will you marry me? And I was like, I'm just kidding. You don't, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I like, I, just, I love Leah so much that like when she asked to marry me, I was like, yeah, of course. What else was I going to say about that? Um... Shoot. I don't I know. I would assume you wanted to mention the rainbow afterwards. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You read my mind. So yep. <laughs> after we decided to get married in the ICU, uh, my sister walked in and I was like, my heart was beating so fast. And then I was like, hey, guess what, Grace? And she was like, what? 
I said, we just got engaged. And she was like, oh my gosh, no way. And uh, she was like so excited and happy. And then, and then a few, like maybe 10 minutes later, my mom comes in and she's like, you wouldn't believe it. Perfect timing. There's a rainbow right outside the hospital. And I was like, uh, wait, do you know? And she's like, now what? I said, oh, Kelsey and I just got engaged. And she was like, oh my gosh. So she went and got some Martinelli's, uh, some bubbly. And, and she got these like silly little rings out of one of my drawers in my old bedroom. So I had the choice between like a jingle bell ring and chunky plastic ring with a parrot on it. <laughs> and yeah, so that was fun. And then I think like, just the, I was just like at peace all of a sudden with the whole thing. And, and that feeling didn't really ever change. Like I never got cold feet. And my joke is that, well, I can't feel them anyway. So maybe that's why I <laughs> never got cold feet. Leah was in the ICU for a month and rehab for six months after that. Then we got home and we got married in July. So not even a year later, we got married. So it was pretty, a pretty intense, crazy time, but that's kind of our style, so. Time for a quick break. When we get back, Leah and Kelsey try to figure out how to navigate early married life and Leah's recovery. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. How is your relationship different now? And Kelsey, how, how, do you have to, how do you have to take care of her? And how are you able to take care of Kelsey in turn? I kind of make it a point to really not take care of her. <laughs> so she takes care of herself. I do the same things that anybody, any other husband would do for their wife, basically. And uh, I kind of, you know, uh, okay. Other than the fact I have to lift her into vehicles sometimes and stuff like that. There's, you know, things like that. But I want her in the vehicle, so I don't really consider it something for her. You know, it's not really me taking her care of her. It's, I need, you know, I want her to come with me. So got to get her in the vehicle. I can still drive. So luckily I have hand function and my arms are pretty strong. So it gives me a lot of independence that some people don't have. But... Yeah, so trying to think of other things that Kelsey does sometimes. I get to play doctor sometimes. Yeah. And change her <laughs> catheter. It's kind of exciting. It's like I'm in an episode of House. Leah doesn't work in construction anymore. 
but she has since turned her side hustle into a full-time business and passion. That same day that she started working for Habitat for Humanity, she launched a stationery company with her sister Grace called Tiny and Snail. Back then, she had no idea that she would ever be able to work on it full-time. And I got my answer a lot sooner than I had hoped, but it really did give me like a lot of purpose for healing. Grace and I just like, we have a really special sister relationship. And it's just been like a really important part of my happiness over the last year. Speaking of, like Kelsey has been just so supportive of all of my artistic ventures. And I feel like that's really important to me to have somebody. And he, we always joke about like, you know, our goal is to make him a stay at home dad. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm working as hard as I can to make that true. So do you guys want kids? What, what's your plan for kids in the future? I say as I, I just heard my children be released into the house. <laughs> oh, release the hounds. Well, yeah, we both would like to have kids, you know, since we started dating, he was living with his sister and she has four young kids. And then I had my little brother who was young too, when we started dating. And I feel like since the beginning, we've talked a lot about parenting, like probably a lot more than a lot of people do. And we sort of, I think we have very similar sort of parenting styles or philosophies. And yeah, so unfortunately, well, I, I got pregnant in January of 2020. And then I lost the baby at 11 weeks. It was hard. But you know, after like enduring so much other trauma in my life, I just feel like I was upset for a few days. And then, you know, you kind of just, uh, you know, buckle up and get, get over it. So I don't know, but like with COVID, it's been very hard because I haven't felt in a comfortable position to try to get pregnant again, because I just have to be very careful with this new body of mine. I don't have a great like lung capacity. So coughing is very difficult and I am just scared of what would happen if, you know, I was pregnant and had COVID, I would be in the hospital and it might be a very terrible situation. So we've been pretty careful about not really kissing much this year. <laughs> like, I think the amount of kisses that we have could be like counted on a hand probably, um, which is weird for a first year of marriage, right? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people don't end up in this position the first year of marriage, but I suppose, I don't know. We're paying back taxes or something. I don't know. Leah and Kelsey did not have a conventional road to marriage, but they also haven't had a very conventional first year of marriage. Kelsey hasn't just been helping Leah recover from her injuries. They were also suddenly isolated together during a global pandemic. I almost feel like in some ways our relationship is very advanced. Like we're dealing with stuff that most people deal with in their 60s or 70s, which is interesting. You know, I think it puts things in perspective. And I also think that from COVID, we've had to figure out different ways of communicating with each other. We can't really rely on physical touch anymore. So it's really like when something's bothering us, like we talk about it. And I think that's been a really important lesson for me 
in this past year is just like, I really enjoy being married, actually. And it's funny because I didn't realize that I would enjoy it so much. But like one of the things that I really like about it is that when you have a disagreement, it's not that like, oh, I'm I'm disagreeing with this person. Maybe I should break up with them. It's like, no, I'm disagreeing with this person. I'm committed to this person, so I'm going to fix it. <laughs> like, I'm I'm going to, you know, we're going to work it out. And um, I just really like that. I, I have this image that I wrote about on Instagram, but that, like, dating for eight years was like carrying around a potted tree, kind of. And it was getting so heavy. And I didn't know where to put it. And <laughs> And then when I got married, it was like, all of a sudden like putting that plant in the ground and like letting it sort of do its thing and flourish and be committed and I really think that like without commitment it's hard to truly love someone or get love in return I don't know if that makes sense yeah you take the like the the uh, gardeners analogy I, I kind of take the, like the builders analogy I think like you build a marriage, you know, it's like a relief, you know, we're married and we kind of just build on it every day. Yeah. Growing though, I guess. Right. Sure. Or making it, you know, stronger, mm. better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing. Really. Same thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we originally had a different end for this episode when we recorded it nearly a year ago. But then Leah had a little update for us. Hey, Joe, I just wanted to send an update. I am five and a half months pregnant and we're expecting a baby girl at the end of July. And Kelsey and I are just so excited. We're just so thrilled and we're really excited about the life we've kind of created in the last few years that's stable and creative and filled with joy and animals. And I'm just really excited to see a new little life, um, experiencing everything new. And yeah, so just wanted to let you know that we're still committed and uh, we're really excited for this next chapter in our lives. This episode of Committed was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza. With special thanks to Leah Nixon and Kelsey Fitzgerald. Supervising producer is Ramsey Yunt. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klang. Theme song and music by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at Joe at committedpodcast.com. That's J-O at committedpodcast.com. You can grab a copy of Joe's book, How to Be Married, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter, Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book.